152 yards. Should be just a nice, comfortable nine iron for him. They're going to go nuts when he hits this thing. All right, Kev, big week ahead of us right here. We are coming off some uh, spectacular flame-throwing golf on Sunday, and we got some big themes to talk about uh, tonight. And, I mean, I don't want to get behind the curtain here, but we were just getting into some really, really interesting Ryder Cup stuff. So I just want to pick right up where we had just left off. Um, Is there a scenario in which Zach Johnson leaves Brooks Kepka? off this damn team i i really hope not um i think there's been enough discussion this week to kind of make me sort of think twice about it but for my last for like the last maybe month month and a half i think but you know when brooks has been an auto pick for that time and now him sliding outside the top six i think it's just kind of sparking some discussion and debate amongst people but i really don't think that there's any scenario where he does get left off this team. I hope, I really hope Um, if he does, I think Zach Johnson is making, making a very big mistake. Obviously, as we discussed offline, I just don't think that there's enough, any guys that you could replace Brooks with that are going to have the type of competitive edge that he's going to bring to, to this format and this, um, this style of play. So I, I hope that he does not, um now I've seen some other takes where people are like it should be Brooks, Bryson, and DJ all on the team. I'm not quite ready to go there, but I think I, I think I'm all a hundred percent in on Brooks, and I'm probably a hundred percent out on the other guys. I, I would like to see DJ there just because of my fandom for him, but I don't think that he deserves honestly to be on the team, um, given the performance, as sad as that is for me to say. Right. Yeah. And I probably should have set the stage a little better than I did. We got, so we got our six auto qualifiers locked in as of the end of the tournament that just happened. Uh, so that's going to be Scheffler, Wyndham Clark, Patrick Cantley, Brian Harmon, Max Homa, Xander Schauffele. I was surprised to see Homa up in the, in the auto qualifiers of qualifiers. I just haven't really seen him, uh, you know, anywhere near like contention recently, or maybe I'm just missing it, but I think he's been sort of under the radar, but an auto pick. And then, yeah, we got captain's picks coming up on the 29th next Tuesday. We're recording this on the 21st. So sort of our last chance to give our point of view before we learn. And Kev, I'm going to zag where you just zigged right there in my personal. Now, I do, I do not think this is going to happen. Let me be very clear. Like I put the chances of this next person being selected very, very small, if, if not zero. Uh, I don't know if anybody or let me say enough people are playing better than Bryson is right now to leave him out of the conversation. It's crazy to say that, but just put the 58 up um, and in rounds before and after that has really sort of um, gotten back to his peak uh, of powers of sort of just driving it long and straight and being good with the wedges. Um, So I don't really know, you know, it's almost like I get conflicting ways to go here because like there's one school of thought that's like you want the guys that are playing the best right now but there's another school of thought that says you want guys who you trust are going to play the best at the Ryder Cup like based on their the totality of their career and I feel like we're going to get a lot of a lot of picks or a lot of you know thoughts on picks that are going to sort of kind of put one of you know sort of one of each on it and I, I guess like you know I think of Justin Thomas and Dustin Johnson 
like I'm probably going to have or Justin Thomas on on my proverbial team and I actually think he'll be a captain's pick but has played terrible all year but will sort of make it because of his rep and I feel like if you put him on the team then DJ who who I've really seen you know nobody predict to be on the team and and I really wouldn't either not be in that conversation uh despite you know his going 5 and 0 2 years ago despite his you know performance at every sort of big team event so I feel like we're going to go in two different directions, but maybe the live dynamic adds as a layer to it. But I feel like I'm going to contradict myself a lot when we start so, talking about it. Yes, it's interesting because you would I think you'd have to say DJ was probably the, maybe the most valuable player on last um hundred percent five Cup, five right? oh so, and oh. There were like five yeah, dudes so all the time. So if DJ was was still playing on the PGA tour, is he like the Justin Thomas of this year? I think he probably is, if not even more so more of a lock than JT. I you and I he's, both agree. I think I think JT's on this team yeah. and I think it, I think if DJ was still on the PGA tour, he would be even more yeah. of a lock than JT was. I, I mean, and yeah, he's so made we, the freaking cut at a major unlike JT, you know? Like at least he can say <laughs> right. that. Right. All four of them. And then, someone like uh Homa is interesting because and the, the seat the way the points play out is so interesting because um you know, such a dominant performance in the beginning of the season in January and, and early February, we were putting him in the conversation of like, you know, top five player in the world, but based on his perform performances and then just kind of went absent for like the, right. until like this past, I had a great performance this past week, obviously, but, um, but that's just enough to like, if you accumulate enough yeah. good finishes at the beginning of the season, which, which feels odd because it's so early and we're not into any of the majors. I I almost yeah. just question like how, how the points are accumulated in that, you know, how they're sort of calculating, calculating these things out. But, um, but yeah, it's really interesting. Um, the, the whole live dynamic is, is just adds a whole layer to it. And you don't, you just don't know how that stuff is being quantified how those how those finishes i mean bryson's been fantastic as of late but how much is that being weighed and and i don't know it'll it'll be very interesting to see what the decision making route is and if it doesn't lead to a usa victory i think there's going to be a lot of backlash and second guessing in terms of you know this guy should have been on the team this guy should have been off etc etc Right. A lot of big names sort of just outside that top six. So like you said, regardless of who they pick as the final six spots, there's going to be big names left off. And um, I like I sort of teased this before, but I keep looking at the European squad and I'm just like, man, like these guys one through six are just better than us, probably. Um, And I just, you know, like, all right. So I can we both agree or at least my personal feeling is although we sort of started the show with it. I, I think Brooks is as much of a lock as you can be. And I think Spieth is as much of a lock as you can be. And that would be seven and eight. And like I said, if Brooks is left off, like that would just be a, a freaking joke because he not only deserves to be on the team, but he's a big event player. Like I feel like the, the event would be diminished if there were just this live like boycott. Um, and that would really be the only rationale for leaving you know him off and never mind the other guys. Um, so if we assume those eight, uh, there's been big rumors that Cam Young is sort of a sure thing. I know Fred Couples basically said yep. it in an interview. Uh, me personally, I don't know how he's a lock. And I just look at like him and Bryson combined. And again, like, you know, I, I'm not like a Bryson stan at all. 
but I'm like, dude, out of those two, like Bryson's just straight up playing better and has bigger experience. And, you know, like, I, I just don't know how, or let me like, let's take Bryson out of the picture. I just don't know how Cam Young is like a surefire concrete pick. That's crazy to me. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And I'm a huge, I'm a huge Cam Young fan. There was obviously a ton of hype coming on him coming into this season with the, the way he ended last year. Um, his performance of the open championship. He's still very young. He does a lot of thing that a lot of things that excite you about the way he plays. Um, uh, but he's still never won a golf tournament on the PGA yes. tour. Like he had he just hasn't hasn't had any kind of results yet, despite all the hype. Um I'm not gonna say, you know, I I was shocked when that Fred couples interview came out to hear that name, because I, in my mind, I thought that Cam Young was going to be one of these guys that was kind of like on the bubble, off the bubble, this whole, you know, month stretch that we've had. So to hear him say that back in, I don't know, that interview came out in like mid July, late mid to late July. So to hear that like kind of confidence or that just saying like, yeah, he's on the team that early before seeing like anything else come out was kind of shocking to me as well. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's tough to say. I don't, I don't think that. I would have, I would have thought. It's unfortunate we don't get to see these live guys play more often than we do because, um, or at least more often than against some of this competition that they're going up against. That's the really unfortunate part because you you watch them have these performances and they have these like really strong finishes and they shoot these like ridiculous rounds under par. And obviously, like, that's important. Those are, like, you know, significant finishes. But it's just – I think it's tough to compare, like, apples to apples when you're not seeing them go up against the guys that they're competing against. Um, whether it's right or wrong, I think they're always going to kind of get that slight, at least in the mind of, like, the general public. I don't know what's going on inside the, the mind of Zach Johnson, but um, in the general public's opinion, I think I think they're – probably unfairly, but always going to get kind of the slight um, just based on like the viewership and what people are paying, paying attention to. Yeah. Until they just come back to the tour next year. Right. I mean, yeah. and then that'll be a different story, I guess, but yeah, Zach Johnson's got a lot of interesting decisions to make. Um, do you have, your, uh, so I sort of have like the team that I think he will pick and the team yeah. that I personally would pick. They're very similar. Yeah. I think um, you know, reading the tea leaves and hearing the quotes and sort of knowing like some relationships on tour that after Spieth and Brooks and after the automatic six, I think Cam Young is a lock as we just talked about because of those quotes. I think Justin Thomas is probably weirdly a lock. Um, again, just based on the quotes coming out of Zach Johnson, uh, other players. Um, and I think sort of his his experience will will get him on the team despite his form. And then I think it's going to be Ricky Fowler, which I wholeheartedly agree with uh, as a fan and as uh, you know a pseudo GM. And then I think his last guy is probably going to be Morikawa coming out. And it's um, yeah, it's just really surprising um, that he's not an auto guy. Like I just look at the auto guys and like Clark Harmon and Homa to me are just like it's weird to see them just auto qualified based on like a strong month here. Um, I I also you know I. I would have expected preseason Xander Shoffley to be in like that top six or around it, but 
after the season is now over, I was sort of surprised to see him up there again. Just like, again, I haven't really seen him like down the stretch late on a Sunday again, but obviously is just sort of, he, he is just a solid high floor dude. So he'll always be, you know, sort of making cuts, accumulating points. Um, now, if that's Zach Johnson's team, my team would look very similar, except I would actually take Bryson over Cam Young. And that would be my one substitution. Um, I I would think about like the other guys I sort of thought about putting on the team. Uh, Keegan Bradley has been playing great um, and sort of is super enthusiastic about the event. The event I'd like to see that sort of from a sentimental uh, place too, but I, I don't think he makes it. Um, and then, you know, like DJ, I sort of weighed just because of what we talked about, you know, his sort of history and, and his presence at these events. But I actually think that Bryson's playing some really, really good golf right now. And probably, again, if he were on the PGA Tour having these same scores um, and these same finishes against PGA competition, I don't really think we'd, it'd even be a discussion. So that would be yeah. my team. That's what I think ZJ's team is going to be. And either one of those teams, I think, should be the underdog to Europe. But I'm sure we'll get yeah. to that in, in the weeks to come. Yeah. Uh, no, I think I think the team that you listed as being Zach Johnson's team it is going to be the team. I wonder, um, in terms of the Bryson stuff, I wonder how much he worries about, like, the – or I wonder, just in general, and like, in, in his picks, he worries about, like, the team chemistry aspect of, like, how these guys will be in the locker room, how much that matters. You know, we saw in our in our own personal Ryder Cup that you know That's it right. just don't matter. Like, That's really, right. Like, you just, just you just pile talent on, on. <laughs> just pile talent on. Right. Um, so yeah, it just I I don't know how much that stuff comes into effect and how much they actually consider it. And it's been interesting to watch like kind of the growth of Bryson because when he, when he was in his heyday of like making his like content of like COVID and just being hated, seemed, <laughs> like just incredibly polarizing, either like loved or hated by all of golf, I guess. But now he seems to more like, I would have said back then he just didn't get it. Like he just, yeah. <laughs> he, the way he did his interviews, it was just like, dude, like what? why are you saying that? Like, you're just going to get made fun of again. Like, no, that is just yeah. an absurd. Like, I don't know. He's sort of but settled now, into like a human being. Like, yeah. Now he seems to like do great interviews. Normal? And now it's like, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I just wonder, like, again, I wish, I just wish I could be a fly on the wall in these like discussion rooms when they're, when they're talking about these different guys and how much this, this stuff is weighing in. But yeah, no, the play, the golf, the play from Bryson has been like, incredible as of late so you would think if like i i just wonder how much of like an anti-live sentiment there is and how much of a anti like team chemistry sentiment there is if that's really factoring it at all if they're just truly picking like the 12 best golfers in terms of form i i think it's probably a mix of both but i really don't know um but yeah no that that would be i think I think the guys that you said that Zach, Zach Johnson would pick would probably be my 12 guys as well. I don't think I, – I don't think you can put Keegan on the team. And I don't think – I would love to see Lucas Glover on the team, but I, I just don't think he's done – I don't think it's enough. Like what he – I hate to say that because it's been great to see him kind of come back and have this like One resurgence. One month in five and, years, though. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a great story, but like – you just don't know how that's going to hold up um, kind of 
in the fire over there and, and competing in match play and all, all that different kind of stuff. So I, I, th- I think, I think you were correct in terms of Zach Johnson's team. And, and I think for me, that would probably be my team as well. So many guys. The only guy I really have an issue with is Cam Young. There are just so many guys yeah. I would put in over him just currently. And I think he'll be a staple in years to come, but the form and like you sort of mentioned it, the hype is a 10 and it, it should be because he's super talented, but the results so far have, have just not, like, he just hasn't won. He's, he's come very close, but um, it, it's weird to see him, um, you know, sort of an out of form guy with talent be such a sure thing. Um, I look at a dude like Sam Burns who like, I don't, again, I don't think will make the team and shouldn't make the team probably, but can't you say the same sort of description for Sam Burns, but he won this year. It's just a weird it's it's a weird solid sure thing, but yeah. Either way, um, and, and just big picture because I'm sure we'll dissect it after the teams are actually announced. But man, like I love this Europe team against this American team. I just do, and um, you know, it sort of starts, and I guess that's a pretty good segue, um, into into Sunday's action, into the BMW, and the absolute like show that Victor Hovland just put on to to close out that tournament. Um, came in at 28, which is, you know, uh, not a number you hear very often in tournaments. And the way he did it, it was not like, you know, 40 footer after 40 footer and like a weird like hole out here to sort of get an eagle. It was like seed after seed after seed and, you know, easy makeable putt after putt. And and just like, a, like I said, a stripe show dude was shooting flames and ended up, you know, taking uh taking the title by two over um, Scheffler. And I think Fitzpatrick tied for second as as well. But man, the ball striking clinic he put on from T to green was just absolutely insane um, down the stretch. Yeah. Incredible Sunday performance by Hovland. I think at one point in the, even like not that far off from the end of the tournament, he was listed at pretty high odds to win uh, maybe with like eight, nine holes left, something like 30 to one or something like that, which is incredible. Um, yeah. Incredible back nine performance. He was, he was great all, all sort of weekend. And yeah, you know, you have to be <laughs> the top, like two or three guys for Europe look very strong right now. I had to say like coming into this week, even, you know, with with the stroke leads that guys have, I think, um, you know, we saw Rory obviously finish very well. Hovland's looking very strong. You know, Fleetwood, Hatton, like that that top four or five sort of Rom, Rom, like, yeah, just... Rom, like that. It's a tough tough group to go up against. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't think that the USA should be really favorites honestly by any means maybe i've seen some guys you know they started they started off as heavy favorites which i think is just absolutely it's crazy but yeah but and and maybe you can make a case for like slight favorites just due from the to the depth and the experience like down the board from from one to 12 i guess but in my mind i I think it's it's almost 50 50 if not i would give the slight edge to europe i think like um just just based on again that top like core of like four or five guys to the way that they're playing right now the the form that they're coming in with and yeah you have some some young guys sort of towards the bottom of the list but you know who knows how how they come and show up so so we'll see it'll be interesting 
dude, give me anybody that you would take over uh, Rory, Rom, and Hovland right now. Like that, those three. Like I don't know. Maybe you, maybe you could put Scheffler in that category. Even yeah. put him number one. But after that, man, those three are well, well, well above like the second best American in my opinion. Yeah. Um, you know, Data Golf says Rory is the best player in the world right now in terms of form. Um. John Rahm is John Rahm, especially when we get into match play with sort of a crowd in that environment, you know, despite his sort of just un esque form in like the last few months. But, you know, I think put him in a crowd in the Ryder Cup and he's probably at his best. And then, like I said, Hovland, like I don't, I, you know, he's been awesome all year, but that that performance on on Sunday and just his overall like ball striking in in Rome, where it's sort of going to be a ball strikers, uh, you know, not can't be in the rough, got to drive it in the fairway, got to hit greens. Um, I don't know too many dudes that I would take over him from T to green right now. Like he's just been on fire. So, yeah, I don't know. Like I know the depth is always favors the Americans and should, but you know, those, those top four, five, like six, the, the six versus six matchup, like I don't know. There, there might be one matchup that I like the Americans in, and that's whatever Scheffler's in, but. From there, yeah, it's gonna be pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. Yeah. But it's just yeah. always like I may I mean, and maybe these these guys will show up, but it's always consistently like, oh, we have Shoffley and Cantley always in the top like two or you know, four. Yeah, that's true. That's also true. To, but it's but yeah, but you don't know like those those dudes are just like so I don't they just don't win consistently, but they yeah. are just like top, you know, they never out of the somehow, top 20, never out of the top 20. Right. Right. And you just don't know, always know how that's going to translate into match play. Like what version is going to show up, you know? So yeah, it'll be interesting. So what are your thoughts? So this weekend, obviously we've got the tour championship coming up. What are your thoughts in terms of who you like? Who's going to finish strong? Who's going to come? Is there going to be a guy that comes up from the bottom of the leaderboard and kind of makes a strong run? It's so hard. It's so hard. And I'm looking at sort of the stupid like head start that the PGA does this year. Like, I don't, I understand it because it's like a season long thing, but like, I'm looking at the dudes, gonna, they're going to start at even. And I'm looking at Scotty Scheffler at 10 under. And I'm just like, well, you guys have no chance of making up 10 strokes no, on Scheffler. 100% those guys cannot win. Yeah, right. no, nobody towards the bottom of the board can can win this tournament. You're basically looking like, okay, if you're playing. Yeah, well, I was going to say, where would you cut it off? At, like the the realistic tier. Of guys, like, what's the of deficit? guys that, can win, that can win the tournament? Yeah. I don't think Just anybody, based on the advantage. Yeah, I don't think anybody below the group at four under can win. Yeah. The starting at the, I'd agree. I'd agree. Even though, even those guys at four under need to have like a career tournament and they need like Scheffler not to To not do that, to play like average. Yeah. They need him to play, to play average. If he plays above average, it's just, it's just impossible. And they have the best round of their career. They still can't. Yeah. So, so, and and that's, and that's just what it is. Like shit, like you got, you got Scheffler, Hovland and Rory up there, up top at like 10, 10, eight and seven. Like you just, you, you cannot have an above average round from them and like what they've done all year, honestly. And they, you know, okay. If you put it like this, what do you, you think the winning score, let's say the winning score is at like eight, 18, 19 under. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So for those guys at four under to get there, they need to finish like 14, 15 under. And how many times are they doing that this year? Maybe like one, you know, 
five percent right. of the time. And Scheffler is finishing eight, nine under over every half yeah. the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, so he just isn't, I mean, maybe he has an above a below average round, but like our Vic Victor and Rory also going to do that. Like, I, I don't know, but, but guy, I don't necessarily like Scotty either. I, th- I think he certainly can win, but I'm really, I really like, Rory, I think honestly, this he just like first of all he dominates this course, and second of all, he to to not have to he knows he knows he just like can go pedal to the metal and like just needs to do what he's been doing basically. Honestly, I think for the past like couple months, like have that quote unquote top ten finish, and that performance might be good enough for a win here. Like if Scotty. Still, again, don't find the putter. I think he lost two strokes again last week, and those are the two strokes that cost him the tournament. Like he does, he does that again. You know, Victor, who who knows what he comes out with, but I I really like Rory coming from that seven under spot. Uh, this, this is kind of the spot where he's like seems to find his game. So I don't know. We'll see. It's almost setting him up like a Sunday at a major, like three shots off the lead. Like it's almost where he feels most comfortable. Maybe when he has to like attack pins and like make up strokes, he starts to play well and, you know, backdoors like a, like a top two finish, but you know, here it might be good enough. Here's my, uh, I like Rom a lot at six under just been, uh, flying under the radar, um, is just so due for an explosion in my my point of view. Like it's just been too long since he's had a truly dominant golf tournament. Um, he is, you know, he's justifiably fourth in the odds. Uh, you know, plus eight hundred uh, is what I'm seeing for him to just win outright. That's pretty. I wish that was a little better. You know, four shots behind the best golfer in the world. Um, and then if I had one other like live bullet and I'm sort of with you where like there's, you know, obviously we have a super short field, but I'm not going to be throwing 10 darts at dudes that just aren't going to come back and win. But um, if there were one other dude that I think could get super hot, um, I'm looking at Russell Henley weirdly um, sort of had a good ball striking month um, in the odds, uh, not high. Uh, so that's sort of, that's sort of nice uh, looking for his line right now, but um, you know, again, just somebody who can get hot ball striking and maybe make a run. He's 65 to one to win a, a little more, a little better for top five, 650. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, I'm sort of with you. Like, it's just going to be one of those four guys probably, and probably should be frankly, like based on the, the whole season should come down to those four. But um, I really wish this started even, I, you know, I just think it's sort of lame that, you know, like I said, I, like you sort of alluded to if, if Scheffler just has, um, you know, an awesome awesome week like he's already got his two shots lost you know on the on the greens baked into this so mathematically it makes sense that he could finally get uh the win that he's been deserving for um a long time and i read somewhere um if he hits his career high in greens this week if he had 62 greens um his previous career high 61 but if he hits 62 uh 75 percent of greens in regulation for the season uh which hasn't been done since 2000 tiger and if you think about that, that is a staggering number over the course of an entire season, like three quarters of the Wait, year. Wait, sixty-two greens in in one tournament? In one, well, yeah, one four round. So yeah, sixty-two yeah, yeah. out of seventy-two yeah, yeah. has to go. Which would be, and like I said, he's hit sixty-one a few times, which is just outlandish enough. But 
Yeah, 62 for 72 on a four-day four day tournament <laughs> and then 75% for a season is crazy. But it's honestly like every tournament I've watched him play in this whole season has looked exactly like that. Like him just tucking everything to within 10 feet and missing a lot, a lot, a lot. So <laughs> makes sense, I guess. Is <laughs> Yeah, is okay. First of all, 60, hitting sixty-two or seventy-two greens is—is is that like so stupid? Stress, stress reducing, or does is it stress inducing to miss all, then miss all those pots and just like right. having the blood pressure like building up? Yeah, that, that's tough to say. Yeah, no, I like you mentioned Henley. I like him a lot as well. I, I honestly don't think he he cannot win the tournament. I don't think in my mind, but. Yeah, the plus the top five and top ten are sort of attractive to me. Top five, I'm seeing at plus six hundred, and top ten at uh plus one seventy. I think he's a guy certainly that can sort of come up from the towards the bottom. Um, and I like and we mentioned Sam Burns earlier on this pod, but I like I like him a lot as well. He certainly has the upside when we see him play well. He plays very well. Again, I don't think he can win, but twenty to one to finish in the top five and five to one to finish in the top ten, I think is uh. Um, sort of attractive number there but yeah most of these guys um towards the top i think it's going to be just just those top guys like i think i think scheffler rory victor john rom and, and Cantlay. i think honestly that that's my list um those five i don't really see anyone else really being able to win and if you're playing um if you, if you plan on playing DraftKings or anything like that this week just um, understand if you ever played like round four showdown, showdown or anything like that, where they have the um, finishing points like already built in. So when you start the tournament, Scotty Scheffler is going to have that for those first place finishing points already built into his score. So he's already starting out with like a 30 point lead on, you know, on the field, whatever it happens to be. So um, obviously that, sh- that will be adjusted as the scores and the positions fluctuate um but just something to pay attention to you know it's like we said scotty like if he comes out and shoots an above average round or has an above average tournament i don't think there's any feasible way where you could see him finishing outside of like the top three yeah so right keep keeping that in mind yeah so who um you know odds odds aside with the strokes baked in who do you like to just win outright Odds aside with the strokes. Um oh man, that's tough. It's got it's gotta be Scotty or Rory. I, I think I'm gonna go Rory. I've just been kind of like disappointed, I guess, with Scotty's I thought I really thought he obviously should have won last week. I, I thought that he would. Um just been disappointed with the lack of finishing ability, obviously lack of putting. Um, I don't know, not super excited where his game's at. And that, that kind of plays in more to the Ryder cup conversation. Like he needs to be a stud there. If team yes. USA has a, has a chance to win. And I, I think if he's not hundred percent confident with that putter, I, I don't know if, if he's going to be that guy. So we'll see. Yeah. I'm with you. So you got Rory, I think. I think I got to go Rom as my actual pick. I'm sort of with you with Scotty. Just haven't seen the putter be solid enough to to win. And like I said, I, I really think Rom is due for like um, a nuclear explosion type round. So would love to see it this week. Um, 
that'll be sort of the end of the end of the PGA Tour season. Then we'll be on to the Ryder Cup. Um, but you know, trumping all of those stories, I'm sure that you saw like the the biggest story in golf that you know is my personal favorite. Um, Michael Block shooting a, a 63 at next year's PGA course. Can I can I just tell you how much I care about that and how <laughs> you know how great I feel that he's still in the news like two and a half months after his 15 minutes expired. Um, yeah, that that was really important stuff that I that I got to see, and you know I think it's really really says a lot about his chances. And I think like people should definitely bet on him to win that tournament because it's super likely to happen. So actually that did not come across my feed. I did. I was not oh, aware that he good did for that. you. Yeah. You got the, you got the <laughs> algorithm baked up. Nice. Yeah. I'll, yeah. He was, he was on like, he, he just, I, and I think it's cause you know, I complain about him so much, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah. I, uh, he, he was on the, on the newsfeed again, um, and then, yeah, had uh, whatever course the PGA is going to be at um, next year shot, I think, a 62 or something. Um, but I'm just I'm so sick of it, dude. Like, I just I can't <laughs> I can't deal with this anymore. And I don't know what he has to do to get out of my life. Like, what what are we waiting for here to to like to finish up? And like, he's not even like a super likable, like a charismatic, likable dude. I just don't get it. And I, I don't get why he's still still coming across no, I, I don't oh, my bet a uh, nine under 63 tying the course record okay and Re- again really course? really you important have, you have the course there yeah Valhalla yeah Valhalla okay that's what I thought. yeah yeah he no I don't like him at all the last piece of content I saw from him I think was the Canes uh drive-through oh piece. my god <laughs> oh my god <laughs> which, was, which was also special um no I haven't heard from him in a while thankfully um yeah he doesn't need <laughs> i guess i'm done i thought i thought i had every piece of golf news in my twitter algorithm but i guess not um thankfully so yeah he need he needs to just he had his time he needs to just sort of take a back seat and take take a little break it was Go an back, awesome get, run yeah it's a great yeah, run you, right, it's a great right, run right you can't like given what he was doing the career he had the run he had you just got to be thankful for that and now it's over yes Go back, and it's okay give your, give, it's okay give your yeah. give your lessons and you're fine yeah get get away from me it's just <laughs> yeah like i said it's it's uh I, i've already got like you know just spoiler alert if we're still doing this podcast we'll still be doing this podcast if we have a if we have an episode for the PGA, my my bet your mortgage pick, I'll tell you it right now, whatever the odds are, I will put everything I own on Michael Block missing the cut at that tournament. Everything I own. You could start it right. If it were available right now, I would bet it now. I don't even care what the odds are. It's, yeah, it's if a can, stone if cold If you can lock. find a book, if you can find a right. book with next year's PGA. Let me know. Book. Let yeah. me know, please. <laughs> Ed will ride with you. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a uh, sort of a crummy way to end it. Uh, I got I got nothing else. I'm you know I'm sort of looking forward to this star-studded event. I've sort of you know I go back and forth on like the no-cut like short field events, but it is kind of cool to see like la- like you know Sunday, uh, Hovland, Fitzpatrick, uh, Scheffler, like all at the top, Rory at the top, like just sort of eliminating some of the wild cards that can be up every week. But 
you know, sort of bittersweet to have, you know, no cut, um, which is always, always exhilarating for us. And then, you know, sort of having, having the head start takes a little bit of, of the randomness out of there. And, you know, I think we'll know pretty early if we're just going to get a Scotty, you know, run away with this, which will be, which will be unfortunate, but um, a lot of unanswered questions going into the Ryder cup, a lot of unanswered questions, you know, sort of capping off the season and, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm intrigued to the storylines uh, coming up. Yeah, it should be fun. Um, I'm also looking excited, uh, looking forward to this weekend. Very excited for it. And if you want to, um, if you if you're not into the whole like strokes given thing, or you're looking to bet somebody like without that factor, a lot of books do offer like um, without the strokes winner. So if you just want to have everybody start from scratch and just pick who you think is gonna actually perform best in the tournament, you can do that as well. So something to pay attention to. But yeah, it should be fun um last tournament of the season and then we're on to the Ryder cup and that's sort of the last bit of uh significant golf we get till january so uh take it in enjoy it and it should should be a fun ride yep those will be some uh some lonely days for this podcast talking about winter golf or delving into something else but i believe right. i did hear to, uh listening to pat mayo's show today though he is doing a uh one and done for the swing season so if you're interested in uh in paying attention to golf that much over the fall and the winter, you can get involved in that. I'll probably be mostly focused on football, but to each their own. Yeah, that that's that's really hardcore. And that's coming from <laughs> a dude, you know, talking about golf with a microphone right now. But all right, dude. Good weekend ahead. Good stuff tonight. We will uh we'll meet back next week and to talk the uh Ryder Cup teams.